Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellenbecker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellenbecker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. We are located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive. We're in that great big, beautiful town bank building. We're also in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank building directly across from Winkies. And now we're able to service clients in Bonita Spring, Florida. And so I want to just welcome my guest today, Jim Temmer, and he is the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau. And if you have seen our billboards and seen much of the marketing that we do, we are very proud as a business to be able to say that we were, um, we received the Better Business Bureau's award for business ethics and integrity three times. And I also, one of the biggest highlights of my life and where I really learned so much was being on the board of the Better Business Bureau for several years. And the reason that I became so fascinated with the Better Business Bureau is because I thought it was a place where people called and complained, where, you know, and it was to me, it was like um, wanting to, you know, that's where people called and complained about people. But what I realized and what became so important is that the Better Business Bureau is so much more than that. And so, Jim, would you kind of give the highlights and um, some of the things that um, the Better Business Bureau does and why you're there? I mean, what you love about your job. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Karen. And it's always great to talk to you again, a multiple Torch Award winner, um, great company. And I'm at the BBB. I've actually have over 25 years of nonprofit management experience, going from uh, museums and historic sites to associations. But what drew me to this job was the fact that our mission is to increase trust in the marketplace when it comes right down to it. That's our mission. We want to create an area where buyers and sellers can trust each other. And in our society today, the idea of increasing trust anywhere is a rarity and is so needed. Um, We have a thirst for it. We want it. We want good interpersonal relationships. And if you can trust the people you're doing business with, boy, it it makes your life a lot easier. So you were right when you said people think of us as a complaint agency or they use us as the hammer. You know, I'm going to call the Better (laughs) Business Bureau if you don't help me out. Well, and we do that. We, we process many, many, many complaints throughout the year. And part of that is when, and you know about accredited businesses, we accredit businesses, and then they can use our accredited business logo. They agree that they will respond to every complaint that's logged. And it doesn't matter if you're a one-man shop or you're an international brand like Kohl's or Harley-Davidson, each and every consumer is important. And they want to maintain that level of trust with their consumers. So we have seven standards of trust that businesses need to abide by when they become accredited. And we do research on them. And I'll tell you, once a business is accredited, we continue to monitor them. And if they do things they shouldn't be doing, or if they don't answer complaints, they will be revoked. And our board of directors does that all the time. So 
people know us also from uh, scams, right? We can talk about scams later. Yes. We get a lot of media about that. So we try and point out, we'd let consumers know what's bad, what they need to avoid. But really, we want to put a spotlight on good businesses as well. We want to help businesses have those high ethical standards. And this is where things like the Torch Awards come in. Our grading system comes in. You know, if you see an A-plus accredited business with a better business bureau, it takes a lot to get there. So people always will ask me, Jim, who's the best plumber in town? Well, I can't tell you who the best plumber is, but I can give you a list of plumbers that you can trust. And from that point, you know, you do your research, you get your estimates, but the people that have that value their clients, that really value the idea of communicating, being open and trusting relationship with their client. And allowing people to be proactive because so often, you know, Jim, one of the things that you said that the BB wants to do is create trust in the marketplace. And what I have noticed now because of COVID, because of all of the things that are going on is that people really don't know who to trust. And, you know, they can't get supplies and they can't get things. And it, of course, whenever there's things like this going on, there are more people who are looking for ways to scam people to get money and Mm -hmm. not provide services. And I think that it's so important that people recognize that there are places that you can go to find businesses that are going to provide the types of services and you're going to get your value for your dollar. They're not going to walk away on you because they've been checked. But right now, this is just a crazy time. People are really struggling. I had someone say to me the other day, Karen, it's like everybody's out there like bumper cars. You know, they're pumping into each other and they don't know where to go. And we don't know, you know, there's so much information out there. It's like trying to take a drink out of a fire hose. And just to be able to have a resource that is tested and your chances are so much better of finding um, a company or a service that is going to be there and is going to provide what you're hoping for. Right. Actually, uh, during this entire pandemic, scammers have had a field because scams operate off of emotion. When you're thinking logically and clearly and taking your time, usually you aren't going to fall for a scam, right? You're going to say, well, that's not true, or that's not going to work, or it sounds too good to be true. But when you're worried, when you're anxious, or when you're happy, you know, someone tells you you just want a new car and a million dollars, they fall for those scams as well. But from the beginning of this with getting in line for vaccines and fake testing and fake uh, protective gear, um, it goes on and on and on. We, lately, you know, there was a, about a month ago, there was a real crush for tests. There weren't enough tests around. So we had fake pop-up test sites around the country where you go in there, you get swabbed, but of course they ask you for your information, all your personal information, your social security number, maybe a credit card number, and they say they'll get their results back to you in 24 hours. Well, you get back home, you never get a result, but you just gave them all your personal information. Or there's another um, variation on that one. People would get a text or an email saying, hey, this is Walgreens. And it's not Walgreens, okay? But it would say, sign up for a test. What time works for you? And you say, well, six o'clock on Tuesday evening. Fantastic. Well, we need a little bit of information from you to secure your place. So you give them a social security number or a credit card number, whatever it is. 
said, you go to that Walgreens at six o'clock on Tuesday. And I said, what are you doing here? And they say, well, we have an appointment. No, we don't. That wasn't. So there's a lot of any time. And I think going forward, you can almost predict when there's going to be a shortage or a worry or a concern, there's going to be some scam surrounding. Because again, that's where they make their payoff when people are worried. So if you're worried about your health, your family's health, you might be making decisions um, that you wouldn't make under normal circumstances. And I think a lot of times people feel that the only people that get scammed are the elderly, but that is not true at all. Um, it's it it's is not, not true. true. We did a, a white paper. We did a report uh, on surveys done across the country, in the United States and Canada. And the number one group to be scammed are millennials, not senior citizens. Older people tend to lose more money because they have more um, compiled over the years. But the number one group to be scammed most often is millennials. It's identity theft. It's downloading um, things they shouldn't be from the internet. Uh, fake ticket scams. It goes on and on and on because primarily they do all their transactions over the phone. And you know we haven't had real consumer education in high schools for quite some time. So there's a lot of things that they don't know they should do about, again, keeping their personal information safe, not downloading stuff, but watch what you share on social media. You know, all of that comes into play. So no, scams are not something that's just a poor little old lady sitting at home, you know, who uh, goes and buys $5,000 worth of gift cards and gives them to the Prince of Arabia. Now that still does happen, by the way, we still get those emails. But yes. it can happen to anybody, people who are very well-educated, very savvy. If they just hit you with the right message at the right time, it can be you. You know, Jim, this has been such a crazy time. And I know we're going to talk about scams and things like that. And people might be tuning in today and saying, I just turned on Money Sense. Why is the Better Business Bureau on Money Sense? I mean, what is Money Sense and BBB have to do? But you just brought it up. So many people lose money. But I even think that one of the things that we notice with clients that come in and we have had clients that have been scammed and things that have happened is the embarrassment that goes along with it and the, um, the feeling of, of being taken advantage of. And, and a lot of people don't really even want to talk about it. They're it, it, so it has not only an impact financially, but it has an emotional impact when you've been taken advantage of and you make this decision and you go back and say, what the heck? Why did I see this? You know? Oh, definitely. And we deal with a lot of you know, scam victims. We have our scam tracker where you can actually go in there and see what scams are happening all across the country and go on down into someone's zip code. So if you've got a family member and Seattle or in Miami, it doesn't matter where they are, you can actually find out scams that are being reported. And anybody can go in there and report a scam too, or an attempted scam. You don't even have to have lost money. And it's in gathering that information, we compile it and we share it with law enforcement, but also we get to share it with each other. It's kind of a crowdsourcing tool to defeat scammers. And it's what we need to do because we know, Karen, the number one way to prevent scams is through education. But yes. the sense of uh, victimhood, the sense of just being kind of ripped apart that some of these scam victims have, it's incredible. I mean, it's like someone stole your purse, you know, or you got mugged or someone robbed, you know, opened your house up for it. We find it 
a great sense that it's almost their fault too. You know, they feel shame. Oh, how could I have fallen for that? No, you're the victim of a crime. It's not yes. your fault. And that's, those are the messages. So we do share information. We'd say to our friends or maybe our relatives who might need to hear that, you know what? This is something that happens. You gotta be aware of it. And watch out for anything that comes in. We tell this to people all the time. If it's a telephone call, if it's an email, if it's a text, if it's a door-to-door -door salesman knocking on your door, if you didn't ask for that communication, you know, don't answer the door, hang up the phone, delete the email. Don't even let them get started. So there are a lot of ways to combat this. And you're right, the toll it takes. And then you get into things like romance scams, right? Yes. Where people can lose their entire nest egg and it tears them apart. And even after they hear and they know that it's a scam, they still feel that person loves them. And that yes. person exists because usually they don't even know. Well, we're going to so take a quick break. And I think with what's going on in the world and people being so isolated and lonely that in some cases, it's just being able to talk to somebody and they right. get hooked into it. But let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dive deeper into some of the things that um, are happening within our, actually not just our city, but within Wisconsin. My guest today is Jim Temmer. He is the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau, which serves Wisconsin. And with that, we will be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. I'm the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. My guest today is Jim Temmer. He is the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau, which serves all of Wisconsin. And Jim, thank you for coming on the show because I think, like I said earlier, people like wonder what was Money Sense and the Better Business Bureau have to have together. But when we do the show, it's all about things that affect your bottom line. And what we were talking about earlier before the break is the financial bottom line and the emotional bottom line of being taken advantage of and how you feel about these things. And, you know, the world has changed and I don't know what that's going to look like, but for me, I know um, I have been ordering so many things online. I haven't done my food, but I know several people who order their groceries and everything online, but I have ordered um, clothing and Christmas gifts and all of those things online. And I'm wondering, how is this going to change the landscape of how we do our shopping? Well, you are not alone, Karen. I mean, the number of people who are shopping online now has increased dramatically. Uh, and it's really been pushed by the pandemic. A BBB survey found that 29% of people shopped online before COVID and it's up over 40% now. So, and it's just going to increase as we get into the years to come because why? It's convenient, it's safe, you can get something delivered right to your door. Um, Which doesn't always make unfortunately, it. Unfortunately, there's always those scams no, where people no. are picking up your stuff. Yeah, we can we could talk about all the shipping scams <laughs> too, but on the front end here, the number one riskiest scam right now is shopping. Uh, we have growing reports of fraud, Federal Trade Commission, FBI, they're all gonna tell you that this is really a problem, it's theft on a massive scale. Right now, there are more online shopping companies that have F-rated ratings with us, the BBB, than any other type of business. And it starts right when you begin looking. And what happens, believe it or not, most online fraud reports 
involve responses to online ads in either Facebook or Instagram. After placing an order, victims report receiving nothing or they get counterfeit knockoff inferior products to what the ad promised. Scammers will take product photos from an actual real legit website and put it on theirs. They'll post them on Facebook, Instagram, and then take orders as at websites they create. So this leads to complaints against legitimate businesses because people think they're being ripped off by them, which they aren't. And before you know it, they've lost their money and their personal information to scammers. And like I said, this is happening time and time again. And 70%, 70% of people that lost money on a transaction started looking on Facebook or Instagram. So they use these algorithms to show you, you know, what you're looking for and what you're searching. And the fraudsters know that too. So it's something we aren't telling people not to shop online or not to use Facebook or Instagram, but you just have to use your common sense. And some things are so easy to check. When you're online, before you put any information in the website, look up at the browser address and it should start HTTPS and that S means secure. So it's a secure socket for you to place your information or there might be a little padlock up in the upper left. It's either gray or it's green. That's one simple thing you can do. Another one, if you think you're buying a brand name merchandise, you know, and you're searching for it and you're looking and you search for, you know, cheap price, whatever it is, low price, you know, any of those search terms, a lot of those sites that come up are going to be scam websites. Again, they're going to look great. They're going to have fantastic photos. And that item is going to be about half price, you know, or three quarters off. And we all know if it sounds too good to be true. And it really is too good to be true. You know, these online purchase scams like this, they'll have a website up and then they'll take it down in two weeks and they'll come up with another name and put the same website up and they'll keep repeating this. So it's really difficult for law enforcement to track them down. And that's one more thing that people can do. You can check on how long a website has been up, how long it's been around. And if it's around for a short period of time, you really wanna be leery about it. Um, also look at customer service information. If you're making a large purchase online, make sure there's phone numbers that you can call for customer service. What are their return policies? Do they have um, information policies on what they do with your private information? A lot of times scammers won't take the effort to put all these things into their website, or if they do, um, they're not using proper grammar and spelling. You'll see all sorts of errors. And these are all red flags to look for when you're shopping online. Because again, it can be a great boon to be able to sit there and order whatever you want and have it delivered right to your door. But if you waste your money, uh, you have no money and you have no product and you're just out. So and, and so many of these buys like are you emotional. Would, you know, you're not gonna... So many oh, of them, yes. they're emotional and again, buys. And so you don't take the time. You and, just, oh, I, I want that. It looks great. And you put in all your information and you don't take the time to look at yep. all those. And I think half the time, if we took the time, we wouldn't buy it. <laughs> you get beyond that emotion. Right, right. And we all know around holiday time, if there's a hot toy that you can't find anywhere and all of a sudden you see it, right, that emotion, there it is. Wow, I've got it. You know, my kid's going to be so happy. And more <laughs> than not, it's probably a scam. Oh, man, so those these, are really uh, great. Those are really great um, things that 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 people can do. And it doesn't sound like once the money's gone, you don't really have a recourse. I mean, there's nowhere to go. 
to even make a complaint well, or to try and get your money back. Yeah, that's what one thing we advise people when you are shopping online, it will be to your benefit if you use a credit card, because credit cards often provide more protection against fraud than other payment methods. Of course, scammers also like non-traceable funds. So if they're looking for, you know, um, gift cards or they're looking for even Bitcoin these days or, you know, green dot cards or any kind of electronic cash payments big red flag for scams. But if you use a credit card and there is a scam, you don't get the product that you ordered, there are ways that you can be reimbursed for that or your account will not be charged. So that's the first thing. If you think you're being scammed, call your credit card company. If you ordered this through you know, Amazon or some service like that, contact them immediately. Because a lot of these people that are selling things through Amazon, they themselves may be scammers, but Amazon has... Uh, some responsibility to police their own website as well. Jim, we only have a few minutes in this segment, but um, you just mentioned something that comes up all the time, Bitcoin. What what can you say about that yeah. in terms of um, some of the things that are, are going on? And I just saw that Vemo the other day is now going to charge for any um, Bitcoin sales or anything. They're going to start charging a fee. It's such an unknown thing out there. It sure is. Just like everybody else, I wish I knew more about it. It's kind of like the Wild West, right? You have yes. uh, these brands of currency floating up all over the place, and it gets to the heart of what is currency. It's what we put the value we put on it, right? The value that society has on it. I can give you a dollar bill, and you'll give me something worth a dollar. <laughs> so with Bitcoin, it's it's sort of um, I I see it almost as legalized gambling. Is this stuff going to go? Is it going to increase in price? Is it going to decrease? You're using something, you know, for someone of my age that doesn't seem to have any value and it's just made up. But if someone <laughs> else puts that value on there, it's worth something. I mean, uh, some of your investors may have a different, uh, you know, outlook on it because people do have it as part of their portfolios. But boy, for a consumer, you just have to beware and look out. And again, I would suggest if you're doing e-commerce and that's how somebody wants to get paid, uh, you've got to say, why don't you want a check? Why don't you want a credit card? Something where you can trace it and you can figure out exactly where that money went. Yes. My guest today is Jim Teber. He is the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau, which serves all of Wisconsin. And we have been talking about ways that you can protect your bottom line. I mean, ways that you can be more cost effective and that you can have ideas of how to check out different um, services, different companies, so that you don't lose your money and that you're not taken advantage of. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And if you're listening to things that you know a friend or someone would benefit from, you can go to ellenbecker.com and we have two radio shows. You can go to Money Sense and you can share the show with anyone that you would like to that really um, 
really would benefit from listening to some of the ideas that my guest Jim Temmer has today. And he is the president and CEO of the BBB. And he has really been giving us some great ideas as to how you can protect yourself and still get what you want, but just making sure that you're dealing with reputable firms. You know, Jim, one of the things that my clients are all talking about and sort of trying to figure out is, can they travel? Where can they go? How can they travel? How safe is it? And um, I know myself, I've heard about all these situations with travel where people have put money down on a house and they get there and there's people living in the house and the beautiful pictures oh, yeah. or they get there and they have a picture and they get there and it doesn't look like that picture at all. Can you give us some insight as to what we should be thinking about and looking at in terms of if we want to travel? Sure. And there seems to be such a pent up desire to travel, right? It's been a few years since anything has been normal. People want to get out, they want to enjoy themselves, they want to create memories, and travel is a fantastic way to do that. And we encourage that, you know, but we encourage it if people can do it smartly and do it safely. Now, one real current item that is pandemic related are all the flight cancellations that we're seeing. Um, airlines can't get personnel, they can't hire enough, or people are sick and they're out. You know, what do you do? Now, people. First of all, you need to know that when a consumer is flying domestically here in the U.S., any flight delays or cancellations are overseen by the U.S. Department of Transportation. And if it's a flight canceled by the airline, people get refunds, okay? If they're the ones canceling the flight, you're going to get a refund. They might offer you a voucher, and you want to make sure that it's at least what you paid and you want to check blackout dates and expiration dates and stuff like that but keep all your records it gets a little tricky if you are flying internationally right because that is not covered by the u.s department of transportation or any of our laws and what you're going to have to do maybe is contact that country and find out what their policies are or your airline directly um and then delays just you want to stay away from third-party websites in this area and talk directly to your carrier. Again, keep all of your documentation and realize that the rules can vary from nation to nation. So delays are almost inevitable these days. They're not fun. We all dislike them. But if it is canceled by the airline, you are due a refund. Um, another travel scam going on right now, believe it or not, I mentioned third-party websites. Say you're searching for an airline, right? You want a cheap flight from Milwaukee to Arizona and you find one of these third-party websites and this third-party means it's not the airline, right? It's not Southwest Airline or United Airlines, whoever it is. And you go there and there's a great price on a flight. Put your information in and you buy the ticket. And the next thing you know, you get a message or text that says, hey, you've got to call us, there's an issue. And the representative who answers claims to be with the actual airline themselves, and they say there was a change in travel plans and they're gonna ask you for additional payment information. And you confirm the charges and it's rebooking fees and they're gonna be twice what the original airline ticket cost. And then you're like, oh, well, at least I've got my ticket. Well, you go to the airport and you pull out your phone and you show them what it is and there's not even a ticket. It's an out and out scam. It just, so you're paying money up front because it's cheap. Then you're in that bar and you have to pay money for the change fee and there's no real ticket. It's just a scam. So you really wanna verify these sites. 
read the fine print. What are the cancellation policies? Are they real? You can check with us, bbb.org, of course, for any kind of reviews or complaints or business information we have. Look at that website security, like we mentioned earlier, the S, the HTTPS, or the padlock, and you can contact the airline. You can call up and say, hey, do you work with you know, cheaptickets.com or whatever it is? But this is one that happens time and time again. You mentioned travel uh, scams where it's for rent by owner and you get there. Horrible situation. This too, you pack your family up, you paid a lot for tickets, you get to the airport and they tell you you don't even have a ticket. I mean, there's nothing worse that can probably happen on a vacation. Well, and I do know someone that packed up their whole family and got to their destination and there was someone living in that house and they said, we're not renting this house. And there they were with their kids and all their luggage standing outside the, you know, standing outside the place and they had nothing. I mean, it was terrible. There are people that will take photos off of real estate sites, someone selling their house, okay? And they'll take it and then they'll put it up on a for rent by owner site saying that here's, oh, look at all the pictures. There's great room in here. You know, if it's how many people and the lake frontage, whatever you're looking for, it's a condo, you know, in Florida. There's a lot of ways scammers will do that or they'll right, they'll run things out that they don't own. It's another thing you need to be careful for because everyone, you know, everyone wants a deal and there's nothing wrong with that. But again, you want to be able to verify what's going on. Now, if you are emailing or talking to someone who claims they own a rental unit, start asking them questions. Hey, uh, what's the best pizza joint in town? Is there a, a laundromat close to there? Where's the nearest um, grocery store? I mean, in a lot of these, you know, they have no idea. And say they do throw a name out to you. Well, you can Google that. You can put it in a Google Maps and see, is that the nearest laundromat? The more questions you can ask, And then you can tell if somebody knows what they're talking about or not. But that's one way to find out what's going on. Another is that if you try calling the person who's renting and they refuse to call, they only want to text or email, that again is pretty much a red flag. They don't want to talk to you because they don't want those questions. Or I I would say, why not ask to do a Zoom and ask them to show you the house on Zoom? You know, or talk to them on Zoom. Walk through, get your phone out. Yeah. Because you had mentioned earlier about dating sites, and I know I've had several people that I know that have said, I want to do a Zoom, let's talk on Zoom, and they'll say no, and it's just like a red flag. They're probably not oh, yeah. who they are. You bet. Or right away, if, uh, if these people meet on sites, dating sites, those are monitored. And if someone immediately is like, oh, let's get off this site, I just want to text you, I want your phone number, that's a red flag. Or like yeah. you said, they don't want to Zoom, and there's always going to be an excuse or they don't want to come visit you. But then before you know it, oh, my mom is ill and she needs a surgery and I need money. I'd love to come see you, but I can't afford a plane ticket. You know, there's always things like that going on. So those romance scams are really tough. And sometimes they'll start by sending you a present, right? They're going to send you something. And again, there are algorithms. These are complex crime organizations that know what appeals to who. Uh, they know that if I'm a uh, single 58 year old heterosexual white male, what's going to appeal to me? We've had time and time again uh, the fact that they know that if you're a woman looking for a man, if 
I claim I'm a single father and I'm either in the military overseas or working in the oil industry overseas, that's the best match, believe it or not. So there's a reason again, why I can't come see you because I'm working overseas and I'm in the oil. So I've got money coming in, but of course I'm a single father and I love my children. And um, they come up with this whole <laughs> appealing backstory. And, you know, again, scams are big business. They're crime. Billions and billions of dollars a year are lost to scams. Well, and I would guess during this whole pandemic, people were stuck in their houses and they were alone and lonely. And you get lost in a conversation without even realizing it. Yeah. It's scary. I mean, again, to take advantage of people like the way they do. Uh, one that always calls me is the grandparent scam. People will talk to, you know, they'll call up someone and say, hey, I, this is your grandson, Jimmy, <coughs> and I'm in trouble. I'm in Mexico. I broke my leg. I'm in jail, whatever it is. I need cash and I need it now. Oh, and don't tell my parents. I'd be too, you know, I'd get in trouble. Well, it's no such thing, right? Yes. They're just trying to scam these poor grandparents out of money. And I always wonder, well, how do they get that name? Because if I just said, this is your grandson, that's kind of weird. But if I said, this is your grandson, Jimmy, well, you know, that's me, right? They will troll obituary notices because in there it will say survived by, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh my and gosh. Down to grandchildren. And if there's a living spouse, they'll know. And maybe three or six months later, you'll get the phone call. I mean, is there anything lower than using an obituary notice to set up a scam, to scam some poor older person out of their money because they love their grandchild? Wow. That is just absolutely crazy. My guest today is Jim Temmer. He is the president and CEO of the BBB, which serves Wisconsin. And as we talked earlier, the Better Business Bureau is really there for you to help you to trust the people that you're working with within your own community. And if you want to know more, you can go to BBB.org. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor to the Ellenbecker Investment Group. My guest today is president and CEO of the BBB, uh, the Better Business Bureau, Jim Temmer. And we have been talking, oh, we've been talking about a lot of things. We've talked about some of the things that's happened with COVID and um, really how can you create trust? And that's what they want to do within the marketplace. And we'll talk a little bit about that um, as a business owner. And then also online shopping and travel and many things that people lose sight of that they can really check into before they participate. And I know, Jim, one of the things that happens is spring is coming and everybody wants to fix up the yards and fix up their houses and um, they're working and looking for carpenters and contractors. And what are some of the things that people can do to protect themselves? Because that seems to be an area that people often get taken advantage of. It sure is. And this is an area that is really traditionally in our wheelhouse at the Better Business Bureau. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of contractors that are members. We've got a lot of information. And right now, we know that there's all sorts of supply shortages out there. You can't get lumber. You can't get materials. Um, and people can't get help. Contractors don't have anyone that they can hire. So projects are really being delayed and delayed and put off. And this isn't anything against the contractors. It's just what's going on in our world right now. But if you do have someone come to your house and say, yeah, we can get those windows to you in three weeks. Yeah, I can get that deck built for you in two weeks. 
you have to be very careful about that because it's unrealistic because if everyone else is telling you six months and someone tells you two weeks and then if they want 100 percent up front or they want cash you know it will all add up that this isn't legitimate you aren't going to be saving time and money you'll be out both so really do your homework up front you can check with us so you won't be left with a big headache afterwards and if somebody does find themselves in a scam they can go to you also and report that oh you bet uh we get a lot of scam reports obviously but if you're dealing with a contractor uh you can come to us you can give us your information we can try and contact them you know open the lines of communication back and forth but also if there is you know real money involved here there's real crime involved that by contractor is a crime uh you can go to small claims court this is one other tip i'll give you right now get a contract uh you know a handshake <laughs> deal is fantastic but if you've got to take someone to court that handshake isn't going to hold up so before you put your money down get a contract with dates in there prices in there you know, and there's always going to be wiggle room because something is going to cost a little more than maybe you thought you run into a headache somewhere, but get it in writing, get it on letterhead from the company with their contract information, contact information on it. And we say a third, a third, and a third, a third of the payment up front, front, a third halfway through, and a third when you're finished. Don't give somebody 100% payment. Well, and you know, Jim, the other thing is we have a lot of handshakes with somebody in the neighborhood or a friend of a friend. And literally, I think we've all experienced with COVID that people got sick and died. And if you didn't have a contract, there was no way you could go back, yeah. even on a friend or anything else. Right. You have to have a contract with regardless of who you're working with. That's right. And it protects you and it protects them. Right? Yes. It protects both sides because you know what's expected, you know what's going to be delivered, and you know what the pay is going to be. Uh, and like I said, that doesn't tie somebody in to the exact penny. There's usually 10% uh, or whatever it is, you know, or you discuss with the person, but get it. And you aren't hurting somebody's feelings by asking them for a contract. It protects you both. So do it. You know, Jim, I want to just just change a little bit of the focus and talk about the Bitter Business Bureau and actually share with my listeners um, the impact that it's had on my business. And I actually should have looked up. I don't know how long we've been members, but it's been a very long time. And a couple things that I can say is that my employees know that um, we've received the Better Business Bureau um, uh, certification for business ethics and integrity, and it automatically tells my employees what my values are. And I don't have to worry about my employees doing something that I think is not have integrity around it. And, you know, we've made mistakes just like everybody else. They know we're going to cover it, right? Yep. Because that's the right thing to do. And they also know that we kind of track the things that are important that happen because we will apply for the Better Business Bureau Torch Award again, but we need to have, uh, we need to know what is important. And so we track that, we write that down. Well, every time something important like that happens and they make it as part of um, our little library of things, it again tells them that we're doing the right thing and that that's what we stand for. So from when I look at our relationship with our employees, it is just huge to be able to talk about that and to walk your talk. I mean, you do it. But I remember in 2008 when the market crashed and uh, we had our billboards up and we had 
are always says that we uh, are with the Better Business Bureau and we're credited. And we had so many new clients coming to us during that time. Mm -hmm. And they didn't even know why they weren't happy, but they weren't happy. A lot of times it was just communication, but they came and said, we want to work with someone who we trust. And if you're willing to put it out there and take a stand that that's who you are, that's who we want to be. And through the Better Business Bureau, I actually attended a class and we have our, um, we have on our website, you can go and you can actually see who we, what we stand for. And we put it out there because if we don't stand for it, we want somebody to call us up and say, hey, wait a minute, you know, you're not doing what you say you do. And so I think that the Better Business Bureau from a business standpoint is an amazing way to get the message out there and to um, work with your own employees and with your clients and being that model that you want to be in the community. So I recommend that people really do look at the Better Business Bureau as an opportunity for them to be an accredited company. You know, thank you so much, Karen, for that comment about the BBB and for being such a wonderful, trustworthy business all these years. Uh, and you mentioned two things that are on every business owner's mind right now, staff and of course, clients. Now it's harder and harder to get staff. And we find that today's generation likes to work they want to know, like you said, who are they working for? What are your values? How are I going to be treated? And when you join the Better Business Bureau and you say, this is what I stand for, trust and integrity, that's external and it's internal. So if you join a company and they say, this is what we stand for, well, you're going to feel good about it. You're going to want to work for that company and they're going to treat you that way. Uh, it isn't, we're just out there pursuing, you know, X, Y, or Z. We're out there saying we're pursuing our success as a business, but we're doing it in an ethical manner where we can have integrity with our customers and with our staff. And then the idea of having, right, consumers trust you. When it comes down to it, any business depends upon trust. Those businesses where you have more money involved, you have safety involved, you have security involved, people think about it more. So if you're going to have somebody come into your home, and work on your electric system. You wanna know that you can trust that person. If you're working with investments, obviously your future, you wanna know that you can trust that person. But when it comes down to it, when you buy anything and there's a transaction, you're trusting you're getting what you're paying for. So trust is probably the number one reason why businesses join the Better Business Bureau. We have our verification process. And here in Wisconsin, over 98% of people are familiar with our brand and over 95% of people associated with things like trust and integrity and good business. So when you can show that Better Business Bureau accredited business logo, it does get a reaction from people. And another stat for you, 80% of people would rather do business with an accredited business than a non-accredited business. Um, and and I think businesses so should put I, their ethics out there. Businesses should talk yes. about their ethics and who they stand for. And people don't often want to do it because they're going to be held accountable. But that's what a trustworthy business is. It's someone who's willing to be held accountable. And we want to know if something isn't right. You know, we're a self-regulatory agency. The BBB was started by business people to regulate the industry. People, you know, there were snake oil salesmen and people out there making fake advertisements. 
and they were against that. And today it's the same way. Our board of directors is made up of all business owners and business people. We are not a government agency. We don't get a dime of money from the government. We are here as self-regulatory businesses trying to keep other businesses straight. And we know that consumers do the same thing. So we try and get all this information out to consumers and then let the marketplace decide and trust will always win. How do people get in touch? We have about a minute left. And how do people um, get in touch with the BBB in order to get more information? The website, of course, is um, BBB.org. Yep, BBB.org. And we've got the geographical things in there. So when you sign up, you go to that site, it'll show you what's near you. If you're looking for any kind of contract or any kind of business, you want to contact us, any of our individual people at the BBB. We have people available for speeches. We have a lot of information or a scan tracker. That website is the way to go and you can get anywhere you want to go from there. My guest again today is Jim Temmer. He is the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau, which serves Wisconsin. And as he said, it is a, a non, it's not a nonprofit uh, business. It's well, we there. are a nonprofit. We're a 401c6, yes. but yes. we are not a charity and we are not a government agency. Right. And so they're really here within Wisconsin to help build and create trust in the marketplace. And so, Jim, thank you once again for being on the show. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. And really my pleasure. <laughs> as always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Have a great weekend.